You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We have a mic and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. back on the fan we'll get back to your calls in a little bit right now i want to welcome in one of my good buddies i've worked with her man a long time ago at uh mlb.com she is currently a host on sirius xm she's an espn reporter and of course you could see her next to me on the couch on sny on baseball night new york as a frequent contributor she is danny wexelman danny how are you Oh, my friend. I'm so good. Thank you for having me. I I hope to bring a lot of entertainment and information to you. I'm just grateful to be here with you. Of course you are. Now, I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know that you were at When did you uh finish up with Mets spring training because I I've seen you making the rounds with the Cardinals and the uh Astros as well. When did you uh go to see the Mets in Port St. Lucie? Yeah, you're not paying enough attention to my social media, Correct. so that's clear. We were there on Sunday. We we rolled through Port St. Lucie on Sunday. Okay, so you were there for one day, and you and your crew doing a great job. I saw some of the pictures and videos that you sent me afterward, and I was like, you know what? Why don't you just come on and enlighten us? All right, so what did you learn? Before we get into the baseball rules and things like that, what did you take yeah. away? Give me some takeaways or your biggest takeaway to start with from uh, your, your day at Mets camp. Okay, I would say number one in talking to Buck – when I brought up what it means to have a one-two punch with Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, first ballot Hall of Famers, how does that impact your club? He actually went to, I'm more concerned about my six, seven, eight. Hmm. I'm concerned about the depth. I'm not concerned about my guys who are in my starting five. I'm really thinking farther down the road, which is very Buck Showalter, right? He is always thinking one, two steps ahead. And that, that stuck out to me a ton. That, that, that made me think, okay, I wonder what guys are going to be a part of the staff. Who's going to come out of spring and be able to be those depth guys, those depth pieces. He goes, don't forget Tyler McGill was our opening day starter. Right. So, so you go back. Those are the things that are on his mind. And then the other part that stuck out in our conversation with him, and it goes to what you just said, were the rules. How are they going to use them to their advantage? How will their pitchers, their veteran pitchers, be able to shake things up and make it more of a cat and mouse and not be put on on offense? Right. Like they don't want to sit back and, and wait for things to happen They're They want their arms to be proactive in what's going on. So they're trying to figure out the best ways to make the rules work for them. I would say that definitely stuck out to me. But walking around that clubhouse, man, it's all business. They're having fun, right? We know the Mets. I say this word a lot. Like, it's a sexy team. You got big names. You got a lot of money, half a billion dollars thrown around. Like, And, and they're flashy. They're, they've got a, a new scoreboard that's going to have movie-like intros on it. Hmm. But when you walk in the clubhouse, 
like there's chemistry, but the guys are all business. They're taking care of what they need to do and they want to get their work in because also they have a ton of guys leaving for the World Baseball Classic. What does that do to the chemistry? How does Omar Nervaez learn his new pitching staff, right? How do, how do these guys gel together? You got a ton of guys who are about to leave camp this week and next week for WBC. I would say those are probably the biggest takeaways for me, but camp looks solid. Like this team looks really solid just from early spring training. Did you, so you talked to Buck, right? We talked to Buck. Did you wish him a Merry Buckmas? You know, I thought about it, but we were limited in our time. It's a little intimidating when you know you've got like 10 minutes. And I, I was with three. So Eduardo Perez was with me and then Jim Bowden was with me. And so I felt like the better use of my time, Sal, was to ask like a good question. But we, you know, we get around Buck. Buck is like Buck holds court. So we, he's, we're sitting in our office and we legit get 10 minutes. And Buck's answers are like five minutes long, and I'm so, like, oh my god, so I, let me, I'm not going to answer anything. So let me ask you, because I am inti- intimidated by him. As much as I love him, as much as I pretend <laughs> to be a tough guy, I am so intimidated by him. And I yeah. am going down there March 17th. Do you think I should wish him a Merry Buckmas myself? I think you should. I think you should introduce yourself, wish him wish him Merry Buckness, and then ask him a question. Ask him a good question because. Dude, dude has stories. Like, ask him a, ask him a cool like, story question. Buck, did you, uh, did you, one time in 1998, Buck, uh, you were managing <laughs> the Diamondbacks, and I yelled at you from the stands and said, Hey, Buck, Yankees suck! <laughs> and you looked at me and smiled. Do you, do you remember that? I guarantee you he remembers. Like, baseball brains, <laughs> baseball brains are terrifying. Dudes will be like, oh, yeah, I know what pitch you threw to me in that 2-2 count back in 1975. In game 73. Yeah, I know that pitch. I can remember it. It's freaky. You touched on something, Danny, that I think is interesting. Omar Narvaez, a new Met. You know, he's a catcher, which is important with this team built on pitching, the veterans on the staff. You know, what about the limitations now that they're going to have with him going to the WBC? How big of an impact do you think that'll have on them, at least early on in the season? So there's something we forget about these big leaguers, and it's it's a good reminder, is that they are adaptable. As much as we love to hem and haw and make a big deal about the big changes, these dudes are adaptable. They're professional athletes. So am I concerned a little bit? Yeah, a new guy with, with an, a Hall of Fame staff? Of course I'm a little concerned about it, but they don't seem to be concerned. So you take it with a grain, right, because you're always going to be skeptical about what will really happen because spring training builds chemistry. I just saw it in Cardinals camp today where Wilson Contreras, who was signed by the Cardinals, opted out. He's not playing the WBC because he wants to build his chemistry despite some of his staff going. So I think for the Mets, what this what this means, because we know Max Scherzer is very particular, right? Justin Verlander is coming off the Cy Young. You've got guys who have been a part of this staff and this team, and they're going to have to work with a new catcher with limited time. I think that there are going to be, there are going to be some growing pains, right? Think about uh, all the back picks, right? So you're thinking about first base, and, and I'm thinking about Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso also has to build chemistry with Omar Nervaez and get his rhythm and his timing. How often is he going to throw down? What's going to be their communication with that? And don't forget, you're thinking about Jeff McNeil and Francisco Lindor with throws down and, and trying to get guys stealing. Those are all a part of it. It's not just the pitchers getting used to the catcher. It's also the guys on the infield and, and finding that rhythm. We, have you not seen the weirdest things so far? You saw the Red Sox game and how that mm. ended the other day. Like you're seeing some really weird things right now, but I'm going to be honest. Like maybe my glasses have full style. You know, it usually always, is. yeah, it's always, it always that's is. why we gel I so think, well. Mine's half empty. Yours is half full. Exactly. We have a combined. We have a full glass of, <laughs> of adult, 
adult sodas, but like honestly, <laughs> I don't drink soda. Be, me neither. No. It's going to be four weeks of like this sucks, and then it's going to be fine. Uh, you mentioned Max Scherzer, and we're talking with Danny Wexelman of SiriusXM. She's an ESPN reporter and SNY contributor. You mentioned Max Scherzer. I'd be curious to see if you talk to him, A, because you're both from St. Louis, B, because I know you have a relationship <laughs> with his father. Do you have any yeah. uh, interactions with my guy, Max? <laughs> I'm I'm bummed. We didn't get to talk to Max, so he threw, he came out, and we, we ended up missing him. We had to do a couple other things, but... I actually did see his dad, Brad. I went and said hi to him. The family was there. They came out to watch Max pitch. We didn't talk anything about Max. That's what's awesome about his dad, actually, is, is, is we don't talk about that. But I think the thing for Max, I think we have to acknowledge who he is, what he's going to be, a.k.a. A Hall of Famer, but understand that the dude knows his body. There were moments last year, I, I mean, I was frustrated watching. You know, he was frustrated probably with himself and the oblique and his sides and, and dealing with all of that, but... I, I think that he just needs to be Max Scherzer. He doesn't need to be anything else. Now he's got Justin Verlander. He, he shouldn't be worried about carrying the staff. I think that was a conversation that we've had is how much goes on his shoulders, right? The rest of your staff maybe isn't up to snuff. Well, now you got a, you got a Cy Young winner. You got, you got, these guys have how many combined together? Is it six? Six combined Cy Youngs in your one-two punch and then the rest of your staff. So I don't think he's going to carry as much on his shoulders. I think that he's going to have to step up, though. He needs to be better, right? And, and that goes back to, do you have depth? Do you have a six, seven, eight that you know can come in? Because Max Scherzer is on the seasoned side. Justin Verlander's 40. Like, what is that, combined 70-something? Like, that, that's your grandpa's age. Like, you, you got a hmm. grandpa on the mound. But I do think I, I have confidence no, my grandpa in what is Max dead. Well, so, do you I, you do know. That? Oh, I'm just saying, I'm sorry. All right, how about Pete? No, you're right. And I understand that a lot has been made about their age, but I think they'll be just fine, Scherzer, who you know I love. And I actually, if I, do get a, if I do get a chance, I love him. And I love the way he's uh, adjusting or, or toying with the new pitch clock and, and going to try to use that to his advantage. One oh, thing he I, will. Yeah. He will, by the way. One thing I do want to ask him, and I know I shouldn't uh, look back, but I do want to ask him just what the hell went wrong? Were you hurt? I need to know the truth about last year's performance in Atlanta and against San Diego because they were just so uncharacteristic of Scherzer. And I would be shocked if he weren't dealing with some kind of issue. But anyway, I don't know if we'll ever know the truth on that. How about Pete Alonso, Danny? Uh, he looks to be, at least from where I'm sitting watching him, looks to be in pretty good shape. What would you take away from yeah. seeing Alonso up close in, in person? Oh, man, he looks good. He already went yard. Like, the dude, dude's sprinting off the field. Like, he wants it. This guy bleeds blue and orange. Does he not? Like, he just screams Mets to me, and he does look good. I said this to you. I said this to you a few weeks ago when we first saw him. Like, his face looks good. His body looks good. It looks even better in person. Hmm. And, and he, 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 don't forget, right, last year, he's coming into camp off that car crash. So oh, right. Imagine, That's right. I did forget about that. Yeah, everyone seems to have forgotten. Like, dude went through a lot last year. You know that's traumatizing. You get to camp, and you're like, I was just in a near-death experience. Let me try to now go play a baseball season and be a professional athlete. So I, I think he's coming into camp. His, his mind is going to be better. I, I think you're seeing that. And I also think he knows, like, he wants to get paid. And those conversations, I don't know anything about the extension conversations, but I do know that it's on everyone's mind. We also, we didn't get to talk to Pete. We didn't see him in there. You know, we get, we get an hour in the clubhouse, and then we try to go on the backfield. We try to go dugout. Uh, we didn't get to talk to Pete, but I, I will say that I think we know what he's capable of, but I'm an intangible girl. You know, I like mm. the intangibles. And for me, this is a guy who loves his community. He loves the team. 
And I think that if you want another face to your franchise who's going to hit bombs because you need it, you don't have the power, you need Pete Alonso, that you're going to give him a really nice, cushy extension and make him a Met for life. couple of things here. By the way, uh, before I get to the uh, couple of questions that I have, are we interrupting any dinner plans here? What's going on with Danny oh, Wax yeah. tonight? What are we looking at? Yeah, actually, we wrapped up camp today, and I'm out with my girls. I stepped away from a margarita. In oh. fact, South. To- yeah, a watermelon margarita, because that's how much I love you, dude. Is this, is this, a, is this drink number one on the night? What are we looking at here? I am not allowed to say. Oh, okay. That's confidential all right. information. Oh, all right. Um, you know, I don't want to get anybody in trouble here, Danny, but I do appreciate you taking the time to step away. We'll make it quick. You love you. You, you love the prospects and the younger players. Yeah. Mets have a couple with Alvarez and Beatty who have gotten a ton of hype. You, know, you can mention Mauricio's off to a good start. Um, yeah. You want to go to Beatty specifically and, and chances of him being an impact player? Tell me what you think of the young guys that you saw at, uh, at Mets camp. Yeah, I did see Beatty walking around the clubhouse. He's taller than I, than I realized in person, so you should definitely go check him out. I don't know how you'll stack up. You might need a, an apple box to stand Are next to him. Are you saying I'm but, short, Danny? That's not nice. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just inferring some things, but here's, here's what I think. I think Brett Beatty... <laughs> it's definitely needs, her third margarita, by the way. <laughs> it's not, Mom. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> Brett Beatty needs to make the club. They need his bat. Here, here's the other thing that, that we heard around camp is that, and we heard this from Billy Epler. We got to talk to Billy Epler. Okay. And, and here's what I took away. I forgot to mention this to you, maybe because I had the margarita, my bad. The thing that really stood out, and I'm in Florida, so you're going to hear these cars and these engines. But mm-hmm. actually, I want, I want to tell you this. The thing that Isn't stood it past, out, uh, past driving time? Aren't most people in Florida in bed at eight o'clock? The grandmas and the grandpas are in bed, but there's always those, those, mm. You know, fancy cars driving around. They like to show off here. Okay. But here's the thing. You're going to love this, actually. Billy Epler was emphasizing defense. Over, He wasn't specifically talking about anybody, but specifically saying defense is very, very important. If the bat is there, great, but what about the defense? And I think that I think it's okay to infer, he's talking about Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez, because we both know that they need more work. But here's my thing. They didn't get a bat. Bring Beatty up. Let him learn from Eduardo Escobar. No, that's there's no harm in that, right? That dude wants to teach them. He said that. Hey, he's Let gonna Brett be Beatty. he's gonna be at the WBC, as you know too, which I think hurts the Mets a little right. bit. Well, you I mean yes and no, but that means Beatty gets more time, right? But that's if you if you're saying you want a veteran like that, because I like what you're saying there with a veteran like Escobar teaching Beatty, you know, you don't have yeah. him for the time he's gonna be at the WBC. But yes, it, it does open up a, an area of uh, playing time for Beatty. But don't forget, a lot of these guys got to camp early. This isn't just like they've only been there the two weeks that we're seeing them. Some of these guys who were going to WBC got to camp end of January, early February. So, like, those are things we didn't get to see. There's time to teach and learn. I want Beatty to break camp with the club. I want Francisco Alvarez to get his reps in AAA. If the defense is the issue, Beatty can be the bat. Alvarez can come up later. They have Omar Narvaez and Tomas Nito. Like, where will Alvarez be unless they want his bat? But for me, if you want his defense, because that seems to be the priority from the conversations that we had with Billy and Buck, if you want the defense to be priority, let him get his reps, Francisco, and AAA, and then bring him up when that seems to be on par with the bat. Otherwise, let Beatty come up and learn and get that bat. But I'm telling you, the amount of times Billy Epler mentioned the word defense and, and working on that, that was the other point of, 
emphasis, I would say, that came out of Mets camp. I do like that. I know how big a fan you are of defense. I am as well. I think it's important at the big league level. One miscue can cost you a playoff game, and obviously that's a huge thing with this Mets team. So, yeah, Alvarez's bat looks pretty good. Beatty's bat looks pretty good, and there's great ability there. But they need those guys to clean up and shore up defensively to get their game to a major league level. Last one for you, Danny. I do appreciate the time. We'll get you back to your dinner <laughs> with your friends. We'll talk with Danny Wex, of course, Sirius XM, ESPN reporter and SNY contributor. The rules. Uh, a lot was made and overreacting to the rule changes, uh, changes with the pitch clock mm. and all the other stuff. What have you seen? You know, just obviously with the Mets, you're all over the place watching all these uh, different games, different camps. What do you think so far of the rules and the way that they've uh, taken place here at the major league level? Yeah, every guy that we get to talk to. So I've been to Nationals, Astros, Mets, and Cardinals camp has been really transparent about them. And you have a guy like, let's say Edwin Diaz. We talked to Edwin Diaz. And he doesn't really think he's going to have any issues with the pitch clock. He thinks he's going to be okay. He works quickly, right? But then you, you've got other guys who that could be an issue. We talked to Gio Gallegos. He, he's a reliever for the St. Louis Cardinals. He's one of the slowest workers in the league, and he literally said to us, I know I'm going to have to work on that. So they're, they're still getting used to it. But then you have a guy like Josiah Gray plays for the Nats starting pitcher. He's like, I haven't even worked on it. So camp is the first time I'm going to get used to it. And then you've got a veteran like Adam Wainwright for the Cardinals who says, I don't know if I love just two disengagements for the pitcher, but here's where I stand. The pitchers technically have three timeouts, right? You get two disengagements, and then the next one, you better make something happen or it's going to be a, a ball for the batter. The batter can only step out once. We had this conversation, right? Who has the advantage? I still think that as of now, it's going to be tougher for the pitchers to adjust. Think about your relievers in the eighth and ninth inning when the game's on the line and you get 15 seconds, like that, that's going to be an issue. But right now for the batters, their timing is completely thrown off. I think the pitchers, the ball's in their court. That's a terrible analogy, but <laughs> you obviously know what I'm saying because yes. you, you are a man of many sports. But the ball's in the pitcher's court right now because they control it. Let's say you, you force the batter to step out, right? That's their one timeout. And then they can't leave the box, or that's a strike against them. And the pitcher has has ample time. If they are a veteran, they're going to be able to manipulate this. Like it's going to be wild to watch, I think. But but eventually, I do think these rules, in my eyes, make the game better. You're you're looking at two and a half hour games, and it's not it's not rushed. It's not. Well, oh, it can't I, be I rushed. That's the key. It cannot feel rushed. And at times, watching right. it, I feel like it is rushed a little bit. At least right now. I don't want the yeah. sport that's a timeless sport. Look, you love baseball. I love baseball. Anybody who loves baseball, part of the charm is that it is a timeless sport. And now it's not right. to a certain extent. So I'll say this. I think that you're seeing that because of spring training. There aren't necessarily a ton of pitching changes yet. And and I don't I don't think that it's going to be 2.30 on the dot. I think it's going to be between 2.30 and 3. But what the key is is that you're seeing action. When I wa- Dude, I watched the Cardinals play the Mets today in Cardinals camp, and I said out loud, wow, there's lots of of things happening. There's, like, so much happening in the game. And you know me. To yourself? Were you you talking to yourself at that particular moment? I can't say that. No, I had a friend. I actually had a real friend next to me. I paid her to sit next to me. But (laughs) basically, like, I I thought to myself, wow, okay, these are working. I I am an old soul. I, I love that you could tune out for three innings in a game and come back and you didn't miss much, that's going to change a little bit. But it's it's not ruining the game. You're not taking away the essence or what the game means. You're, you're just allowing people to enjoy it more. That's what I think. I think you're going to get more out of it. And the players love it. 
I, listen, like I'm, I'm going to throw out seven out of 10, think it makes the game better. Maybe if it's eight, I, I, I don't have a accurate like calculation. So don't, please don't quote me on that. Cause I know you and you'll bring this back up in two weeks and be like you said, but I think that players enjoy it and they, they want the product to be better for the fans. It's all about the fans, man. I do think, look, I'm keeping an open mind to it. I don't yes, like, I feel anxious at times with the 15 second clock and you do feel rushed naturally. Hopefully we'll get used to it. I do think ultimately it's going to make the game more exciting, more entertaining, which is better. I mean, that's the goal. Um, but as long as it doesn't feel rushed. So I'm keeping an open mind to it and looking forward to seeing how all these different rule changes. It's going to be a little different game. We have to learn along with them as we watch and know about the pitcher's timeouts and how many times they throw over and the bigger bases and everything that comes along with it. So it'll be exciting to see. Danny, um, enjoy the rest Wait, of your trip. Real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Real quick. Oh, I was going to okay. let you go because you're at dinner. I'm here all night. I can talk oh, right. all night. Go ahead. Oh, okay. That's right. You you have all the time in the world. Two things. Okay, number one, there's a Mets giveaway. I think they're giving away a bucket hat. So make sure you look out for that. I when saw is someone that? wearing it. They're giving it away in spring training. So look at the calendar, at the promo calendar, and see because you might be there when they're giving it away. Yeah. So so check that out. And, and number two. I don't know. Bucket hats for- aren't really my thing. You know what I mean? You're bald. They should be your thing. What, what the hell? What the hell is that supposed to mean? You should be covering your head for the sun. No, like getting some color. I mean, come on. No, bro. I've never worn no. a bucket hat in my life. But yeah, I, I can understand that I'm bald. If if somebody gave you a free bucket hat, you're telling me right now you wouldn't wear it. That's a lie. You you wore an Islanders jersey. Oh, whoa, Danny! I know whoa. you. How dare Listen, you? I would- Oh. I would wear a free hat and free jersey too. You Cardinals fan? You're, you're I not hate above the Cardinals. a bucket hat. Oh, that I is true. Especially if I'm not you're above not anything a, free. That is you're true. Not above a free thing. So I'm just telling you to look at the promo <laughs> calendar. But the other thing I want to say is that remember when everyone was up in arms about the universal DH? How dare they change baseball and bring in a universal DH? And now. Nobody thinks twice. No one's like, oh, man, I'm, I really miss Max Scherzer swinging the bat. Right, Nobody's right. saying that. Like, you're just going to be like, oh, this is baseball. Like, this is what it is. And I'll tell you this. I, I wouldn't be surprised if down the road the rules maybe get adjusted or changed a little bit. But for now, like, this is the rules. And, and these are big boys. These are pro athletes. The rules are the rules. And they're going to play the game because guess what? They want to win. And if you want to win, you got to follow the rules, Sal. That's the rule, okay? Play, yeah, play by the rules. I'm getting it, Danny. Thank you. I think that they're going to play, play by the rules. She is Danny Wexelman, uh, host on SiriusXM. You can check her out on ESPN as a reporter as well, and of course on SNY, and you'll be on that famous couch on Baseball Night in New York with me next week, twice, correct? Twice. How lucky are you? What like, days? How lucky? What days? Do you know? I think on Tuesday and Friday. Oh, it's funny because I was feeling sick, I think, on Tuesday and Friday. It just uh, That's because cold. you need to wear a bucket hat. Cover your head. <laughs> you got to stay healthy, okay? Thank you, Danny. Tell your friends I apologize <laughs> for you, taking you away for a little bit. I'm going to go enjoy my margaritas, but you're the best. Thank you for having me. Talk to you soon. Danny Wexelman, she is tremendous right there, doing a good job recapping uh, her day at Mets camp and all over the place with the baseball rules. Look, it's going to be fascinating. I mean, there's no way around it. It is going to be... Different. At times in my life, I've hated change. This is one of those times where I think we have to be at least open-minded to it and maybe accept what is to come, and maybe it's for the better. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. breaks here. I thought we're on the evenings here. How long are the spots? What do we have? A three minute break? And that at was least five. five. That was a five minute break? Where is the time gone? All I have was a protein bar. Now I need some water. I'm, I feel like I'm out of breath here. <sighs> okay, let's reset. You want me to get you a water? No, I'm okay. No, 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 you don't have to do that. What I like is for you to get me a guest. What's going on with, aside from Danny, what's going on with uh, Harvey and Matt Ryan? I mean, we put the rosy challenge out there. What it's happened? A process. Oh, I know. It's a process. I guess, to be fair, I could have asked you over the weekend, but also to be fair, I had no idea who the hell was producing for me. I did not assume that it was you. I oh, didn't you know. should have assumed that. Well, why should I assume it? I don't and know then you it... could have told me when I texted you at 11 o'clock this morning. Right, but it didn't hit me then. <laughs> the Matt Ryan, it did, but I just I had a feeling we weren't going to be able to get him anyway. But I saw the picture tweeted out from... Who the hell was I following that retweeted that picture? I, mean, I, said, I think the SNY Mets account tweeted it Yeah, out, somebody yeah. tweeted it out that I saw a picture of Harvey and Piazza, my two man crushes, together in one picture. I never thought I'd live to see the day. I love both those guys. Throwing Max Scherzer. <laughs> Mind blown. Um, those would be my three man crushes for the Mets in the last however many years. But I, I said to Rosie, all right. Get me Matt Harvey tonight. They're, they're on the West Coast. He's you know, playing for Team Italy, whatever they're doing out there in Arizona, getting ready for the WBC. Get Matt Harvey, I'll give you 200 bucks. Now, I knew that it was not going to be an easy task, but you know what? For 200 maybe I'll try. Because if I said it without the 200 you'd be like, yeah, it's not going to happen. Right? I mean, be I would never do that. No. Oh, no, if you, you know, if a host asked me to get somebody, I'm going to try to get him. And I worked the magic, and I was able to get in contact with who I need to get in contact with. And I think it's possible that you're going to have Matt Harvey on at one point in the next two weeks. So let's say that does happen. Yeah. Like, do I have to give you 200 bucks? No, because that wasn't the deal. You said 200 words for tonight. All right, so like 100 bucks. Oh, you don't have to give me any. No, I'll be, no, I'll take I give you, no, no, come on. I'm a man of my word. But, uh, like, the 200 was specifically for tonight. Yes. Matt Ryan, same thing. That was yeah. a 250 bounty for Matty Ice today. Yes, now, if you book those guys, somehow I end up getting them because of you. Sure, hundred bucks. You'll one, take it. One fifty right? for Ryan. Uh, well, yes. If you could get me Matt Ryan, I'll give you hundred fifty. Right, that's a deal. Two fifty total if you get both. Beautiful. Now, I am working on Ryan on my own, so I don't know what's going to happen here. But whichever one of us gets him, if you get him, what would I- be your first question to Matt Ryan? Like, what were your opening statement or salvo? Like, because obviously he doesn't know that. Correct. He doesn't know who I am or how much I love him. I'd right. have to let him know. Like, I'd have to let him know, look, I know you want to get into broadcast, and we'll get into all that. You know, I don't even really care that the Colts are going to release you. I just got to let you first let me 
introduce myself. I love you. I've been taking crap left and right for defending you for how many years? I'll go on for 10 minutes before I even ask a question. Just letting him know how much I love him. And and again, it's it's mainly because I'm sleeping at that time. But when I get up and when I view Twitter in the morning, all I see is Sal says Matt Ryan should go to the Jets oh, and the Jets God, should they, go after Matt Ryan. And that causes a whole big they, they make you know, such kerfuffle. A big, they make such a big deal of it. And I, I've had to explain myself a million times as to why Evan doesn't get it because he's a knucklehead, of course. He's going to stick to his beliefs and not want to hear anybody else, which is understandable. I'm trying to educate people on why it would be a good move, and nobody wants to hear it. So I want to talk to the man himself and really don't care about what anybody else thinks. I just want to talk to him and hear from him. And I know he wants to get into into broadcasting. Harvey would be a little bit of a different one. Maybe with Harvey, I'd play my, uh, my Matt Harvey rap song as he was waiting on hold to come on. We can play some old, like, Steve Summers, the, you know, the Harvey and the Honeymooners, too. Okay. No, I legit, like, wrote a rap song. You never heard it before? Did you ever hear the Harvey Day song? I wrote and recorded the rap. Oh, yeah. No, no I, but I'm multi, sure. Let me see if I can find that. Oh, no, it's in there. It's in there. Harvey Day. It's Yeah, it's Harvey Day. My favorite pitch is on the mound, and he's going to make my day. All that. Yeah, going to the whole thing. Makes his, eye, makes his eyes pop when he's wearing uh, brighter colors. Remember that whole thing with his shirt? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Oh, no, it's good. It was very I, well written. I don't know if it was And I well. loved Harvey. And it, I loved him. Harvey Day, the Batman giveaways. I mean, the guy who, was a star. Who knew that he was uh, Italian either? I had no idea. Not that that matters, but I had no idea. Team Italy, Matt Harvey, what? He's Italian? Maybe it's just an accident. Both my two man crushes, Matt Harvey and Mike Piazza, were Italianos. No, I had no idea. No one really care about that. Although I will say, all of a sudden, I have interest in the WBC. Go Team Italy. How can I not root for Piazza and Harvey? You got to check out the the Harvey song. But I would play that for him 100%. I would play that while he's on hold. And, you know, coming back as we're getting ready to intro him, you have to come back at a break with that, I would think. Now, there's a chance that he hears it and hangs up the phone. But there's also a chance that he doesn't. And he'd be like, Matt, I uh, I love you. Or at least I did. What happened? You broke my heart. 877-337-6666. Knicks have a 59-46 lead. Seven seconds to go in the first half in that game. So we'll keep you up to date on that. Talk about it uh, once the game is over, of course. I mean, I'll, if you want to call and talk about it at halftime, I'm okay with that uh, as well. But talking baseball and the rule changes and all things with the Yankees and Mets, whatever else is on your mind on this now, Monday evening. Richard's calling from Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Hi, Sal. Sal, the other night, Golden State attempted 78 shots. Mm-hmm. 54 three-pointers, 24 two-pointers. Yeah, that's a lot. So my question to you is, what year do you think a team will attempt every shot, three-point <laughs> shot? <laughs> I don't think it's far-fetched, Richard. I think it's going to happen. Maybe and next actually, year. You know, I was doing some quick math. Or, or at least the majority, maybe even more so. It'll be a, you know, maybe there's a, a 5% two-point attempts for the night. I think it'll be 100% one of these days. I don't know how soon. But, all right, the other night. I can't the, imagine a full game being played where one team not? does not they attempt. They go up for layups and they throw the ball out to the uh, guy for the three-pointer. Not, not once? Not one two-pointer? Well, it'll be a, a gimmick. The coach will say, I don't want any two-point shots taken. Why not? It can happen. Yeah, it can happen. I don't think it will. Maybe a last lose. game of the year when it doesn't mean much or something. Knicks have you, a 60-46 lead of the half, Richard, just updating everybody. And you? Uh, 
Oh, sure. But you've seen that happen in the NBA where a scoring title is at, in, you know, at stake in the last game of the year and they'll let the guy battling for it try to score as many points. You know, that's, those things happen. If, anyway. Put it this way. If I were the coach, I'd do it just for fun. You're right. Yeah. I want to make the record books. I'd say, hey, oh, look, sure. nobody shoots. And look, even by accident, though, maybe you get somebody that steps on I got, the line I got another what? great idea, too. Uh, well, before I get to that, well, Damian said that Lip- was a great idea? Uh, well, no, let me give you this first. Damian okay. Lillard scored 71. He scored more than half his team's points, mm-hmm. which doesn't happen much in the NBA. But it's happened before. It's happened it has, yeah. rarely. With Chamberlain, for one, and maybe Kobe, but not too many. Not only did Didn't Donovan took, Mitchell just do it? Did he do it this year where he scored 70 or something like that? I maybe, think, maybe yeah. also, right. He also took half the team's shots. He took the team took seventy seven. He took thirty eight, and you know what's funny? He scored seventy one. He only played thirty nine minutes and ten seconds, and I figured it out. I have a lot of time on my hand. Yeah, I see he, that. He what do you do for a living, Richard? Well, I want some more. I'm, I'm a dentist, but uh, I'm not too busy lately. But anyway, so hmm. he averaged one point eight points per minute. One point eight points per minute. Now, when you figure Chamberlain, a hundred points, forty eight minutes. That's about 2.06. So he wasn't too far off from Chamberlain's rate of points per minute. Anyway, I thought that was pretty significant. If, Richard, if an infant's teeth are coming in, right, yes. eventually they're going to be lost, right? Right. When they come back, do they come back in the same place? Wait, wait, what? What when, when the baby teeth are lost? Yeah, like so. No new teeth come in. The, the permanent teeth come below the uh, twenty baby teeth come out, and twenty permanent teeth replace the twenty baby teeth. Right. So, like my daughter right now is about to be two. She's got her teeth. Right. You know, so she must them. have about twelve teeth, twelve, fourteen. Well, teeth. whatever. Right. Okay. So seven but on the, top, seven on the bottom. Okay, but then they come in, and then when they when they are all of them going to fall out, or some stay? No, every baby tooth comes out. You have twenty baby teeth, ten on top, ten on the bottom. So out. eventually they all come out. And what happens? She's just going to like spit them into. Or hand or something? Yeah, they get loose. The last ones come out when they're 11 years old, 11 to 12. Girls wow. usually lose it before boys. So, so, these, so these will come out over the course of the next 10 years or so? Oh, yeah, sure. And then sure. when they come in... Cause I'm the big worried. ones come in, yeah. All right, well, here's what I'm worried about. Maybe you could help me out with this because I was yeah. just telling my wife. So she's got the pacifier still, right? Because yeah. she loves you it. You shouldn't be- leave that in too long. There you well, go. Well, they're not dangerous with baby teeth, but they push the teeth out and they push them around. But, you know, you can wait till they're three years old. And okay, sure. because I'm You don't want them wife, in too long. Yeah, I don't want her to have that, have a form, you know, form like the, the, the way the teeth come in around the stupid Yeah, yeah, pacifier. they do. Yeah, it messes with the teeth. Yeah, you can't do that. But you're saying after three. Three years old. Okay. okay. Yeah, I wouldn't worry. All right, well, thank so, you. Here, here's my last point. Yeah, no, go ahead. I'm glad I can, I'm glad you can help me tournament. today. Usually I'm here for you. Today you're All here right. for me. I appreciate that, it. So, the NCAA selection Sunday, I think it would be great. Just one year, try it. If instead of the committee does the seedings and picks the teams, why not Las Vegas doing it? They know so much more Better. Well, who though specifically? What do you mean, Las Vegas? A uh, uh, gambling, a uh, gambling institution. Someone who sets the line. So, like, pick sportsbook, for example. Yeah, a, super, a, a superbook sportsbook. You're saying superbook. Sal, the other night, Virginia rated uh, was seated is uh, ranked six. Played North Carolina, which is probably ranked out of the top forty, probably fifty. So, North Carolina's fifty. Virginia's six. Virginia's uh, the game is at North Carolina, and they're favored by three points. I'm in shock. How can a 50 play in the six be favored by three? Anyway, not only did they win North Carolina, North Carolina, they cover. They win by nine. That shows you that 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 Vegas knows more than the uh, NCAA and the selection committee and seedings. 
Now, it reminds me of a Jackie Mason story. Jackie Mason once said, if the, uh, the country would be better served if the economy was run by bookies. Right. So you're don't saying you the think book- that's true? The bookies know all. I don't know. Right. I got one more dental question for you. Okay, go ahead, Sal. Why is it that you guys insist on talking to us when our mouth is filled with what the hell ever tools you're putting in there. Yeah, to distract you from being nervous. To distract but then you I from... can't talk to my dentist. She goes, oh, I want to see you. How's your wife and baby? Yeah, oh, sure. Oh, oh, oh. Right, but she understands what you're saying, even if you don't think you're uh, making it so, clear. So it's just a courtesy as you don't care what I say because no. you can't hear what I say. How do you no, understand? As long as, we, as long as we're working and we're getting what we have to get done and you're not moving around and you're pretty still, that's all that matters. It doesn't that's... really matter. Right, so no. you're asking a question, but I need to talk. Like, she asked me a question. I want to answer it instead of like, no, don't speak too much now, because okay. then she can't concentrate on what she's doing. A lot of stuff is te- so technique-oriented that if you move your tongue around too much, they can't, they can't do what they got to do. Thank you, Richard. All right, Sal, always a pleasure. Yeah, you too. We'll talk to you later. So how about that, Rosie? Because don't you get that? You're at a dentist, and it's just not like catching up. Oh, hey, haven't seen you in a while. How they oh, I got the, you know, the yeah. suction thing in my mouth. Are you, and a, the- are you a fan of the dentist or not? Uh, yes. I never was when I was younger. I am now because I understand the importance of it. Yes. And I like, I like having clean teeth. I, I'm a big fan of the dentist because I've had a lot of dental problems back in my day. Like what? what oh, I've at? had a lot. It's, I have a lot of problems like, you know, DNA structurally. It doesn't even matter that I brush my teeth twice a day, floss, whatever. I just have crappy teeth. Do you have braces? No, never had braces. So what do you, what would you need to do to fix uh, like get implants like, or something? No, like root canals. I've had teeth taken out. I've Ooh. had multiple root canals. I've had abscesses. The whole nine. God. But when it comes to teeth, they're your best friends. You take care of them. They take care of you. Remember that. Hmm. I don't know what that means exactly. How often do you floss? Often. Daily. Really? Daily. Oh, no, I don't. Daily. Yeah, I don't. Right. I mean, I, I know I should, but I definitely don't floss. And it's, you know, one of those things, especially as you get old, you probably should do it a little more often. Anyway, it's just always frustrating yeah. when I go in there and, and you know, she's talking to me. And I love her more than anything. A great dentist has is, is helped me out with all that stuff. But, like, I, if we're going to have this conversation, we could either have it before or after. During, it's difficult for me. Well, I do agree with Richard that she, they're trying to get your mind off the fact that they're, like, popping you with Novocaine. I guess, but I'm, like, I'm all right with that. Let me just sit there and think to myself, okay, this is brutal, but let me try to get through it. And the other thing is you got to go in there wearing a shirt that's not any good because the little bib that they give you just does not cover it up at all. There's spit flying everywhere and water and little pieces of blood and food coming out of you. It's gross. All over the place. 877-337-6666. Your call's on the other side. Whatever's on your mind on this Monday evening. Sal Akata on the fan. Get the discussion started. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Sal kind of back on the fan. 877-337-6666. So weird for me getting adjusted to... A different time slot for a night. I'll be back on tomorrow. Well, no, wait. Today is Monday, so tomorrow is Tuesday. I'm actually not on, I guess, Tuesday technically. I'll be on Wednesday morning. So Tuesday night into Wednesday morning will be the next show I do. And then so on the rest of the week, 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday midnight till 5 a.m. But it's just weird and a different mindset because, and I know you don't care about this, but I'm going to say it anyway. And by the way, you could call and talk about whatever you want, 877-337-6666, because in this particular time slot, I could book 
guests. And generally, when I used to work this shift, you know, when I was in the minors back at OR, I would do 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And I would do it specifically on Mets off days in season was the show. So, and I forget if I was doing it in the off season. Oh, no, I would only fill in for Petey Mac or whatever in the off season. But anyway, and it was an opportunity to book guests. I would have some of my friends in studio, have them come in studio for an hour or whatever, just book different guests. And you know, I just, it's a mindset that I'm not used to at all because in the overnights, obviously, that's not even a an idea. It's not even a thought. Who's coming on at 2 a.m. in the morning? Generally, nobody. So it was nice uh, for Danny Wex to join, you know, kind of last minute where I just uh, was talking to her a little bit earlier. And I was like, hey, you know what? Why don't you come on? But earlier in the week, I tried to get my friend Michelle Margot on to come in studio. She couldn't do it. Tried to get uh, Taylor Rooks. She couldn't do it. So uh, even with the seven uh, to midnight, you know, last minute stuff, couldn't do it. I tried to get Rosie, get Matt Harvey, Matt Ryan, nothing. So it was just me and you. Sports talk like it ought to be. 877-337-6666. Connor is calling from Long Island. What's up, Connor? Hey, Sal. I wanted to say I really like the new MLB pitch clock rule. I think it's exactly what the league needed. How do you feel about some other rules, like maybe limiting the amount of pitchers that a team can use throughout the game? That's another one that really makes me it's so hard to watch when they bring in you know, two different pitchers. So this guy's a righty. They bring in a righty. This guy's lefty. They bring in a lefty. All right, but they, they that limited that with the, you know, two batter or three batter uh, minimum it is now. Well, that's a good one. What about other ones? Like maybe limiting the, the time in between innings. Have it like a hockey shift. Well, they're not going to do that because, I mean, I don't know if you're being serious or you're being facetious. Are you are you joking around? No, I mean, I, I feel like the point of it is to speed up the game. Right. right. Well, they're not going to speed up the commercial breaks because they're commercials and they're getting paid for that. So the way that they – and I don't know if they want to speed up the game, which if they do, it's a mistake. Pace of play is the key thing. They want more action happening as opposed to too much downtime. So forget the commercial breaks because that's not going to happen. The pace of play is the big thing. So the pitch clock coming in, that's why they have the three batter minimum. So you can't have these pitchers, you know, a, a pitching change made every friggin' batter where, you know, I, I like the strategy of the old way, but there's new strategy with this way where you, you know, have to think ahead a couple of different batters. So there are ways baseball is changing. Obviously, this is a significant one now where you're going to have that pitch clock with nobody on 15 seconds to throw a pitch. And now what about in the NBA, maybe pushing the three-point line back? Uh, well, you're trying to limit the amount of threes? Yeah, it's not as fun to watch. Guys are just running down the court, chucking up threes. That's why it's fun to watch college basketball or you watch, you throw in an old game and down in the paint. I find that much more enjoyable to watch. Agreed. Now, the counter to that would be, and look, I'm somebody, I don't know how old you are, Connor, but I'm somebody who grew up, on, you know, an 86-83 Knicks win at the Garden would be a huge night. So, my <laughs> God, RJ, RJ Barrett sucks. I mean, he just threw up a ball that barely grazed the front rim. Uh, but anyway, yeah, those low-scoring games where people nowadays, young kids, may be like, this is a game where you score 80-something points, but... To your point, I like the half-court style game. I think there's more to it. Even in college, while we know they're not as good as athletes, they're not as good as players, but I like that style of basketball as opposed to the constant three-point shooting. It's it's old to me. I'm with you. Oh, my God. Air, Randall just shot an air ball from three. I mean, it is, it's tough to watch sometimes. These guys aren't even good three-point shooters taking threes left and right. So I get your point. I don't know if moving the line back, though, would help with that. Do you think that it would? Oh, I think it totally would, especially if you put it out to the sides where you couldn't even take a three-point from the side, right? Like, that wouldn't even count as a three-point shot. You'd have to take it from the top. 
I think that would make a huge difference. Interesting. So, right, because you can't go much further out on the side. Matter of fact, you can't go further out at all. Thank you for the call, Connor. Appreciate checking in. You know, funny that as Connor calls, I'm watching the Knicks here, and I look at Randall chucking another three. Oh, my God, another one. He's grazing the rim. What are they doing? What are you doing? Terrible shots. My goodness. Barrett at least wasn't a a, a bad look. I mean, it was just a, a disgusting, grotesque shot. Randall, he's forcing it up over two defenders, barely hitting the rim. I don't even know if he did. Twice he threw up air balls. Dude, stop. See, that's where it's tough to take, especially with the lead. Yeah, what, what happens the next? Tatum comes down and shoots the three. I mean, it's just, you're right. You're right. Maybe moving the line back would would change thing. And force or put more of an emphasis on the mid-range game again. Take away the baseline shot and just put a, you know, you could put that the top half of the paint. You put that uh, a little bit back further, you know, move the three-point line back further, that, that mushroom top, uh, extend that back. And maybe you could help limit the amount of threes. Look, I, I don't want to watch a three-point shooting contest. That, to me, is not entertaining. The athletes are great. The shooting is much better than it ever was. You know, back when I was growing up watching the games in the 90s. But the style of play is just, it's boring. You're right. Maybe basketball should get ahead of the curve here. As opposed to waiting until it's too late. They've got to do something. Same thing with analytics. Teams got too smart. Hey, you know what? Why settle for a two when we could just take a three-pointer? Even if we miss threes for every... You know, one you miss, you can make up for it with the next one. Mathematically, it makes sense. But watching the game, it does not make as much as not as fun. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Again, it's some of the Mets and Yankees specifics on the other side. Going till midnight. Who's on after me, Rosie? You have any ideas filling in for me? Oh, EJ Stewart will be here at midnight. And look at Marco. Good to see you at a decent hour. Uh, are you doing the update right now? Oh, all right, look at you. So Ack is out. Marco is in. I don't know this clock. I, I don't think I've worked this this evening shift, seriously, in years. I can't even remember the last time I did it. Do you it think, is odd to see it this Do time. you think Marco would just be coming in to hang out? No, but I was just, I'm kind of trying to understand. This is, it's a new schedule for them as well. So you have to keep in mind, I don't, re, you know, I see Marco at, what, even midnight. For me, that would be like the start of your shift. Meanwhile, you're here. Hours yeah, before that. Many, many, many hours before that. Yeah, because in the old days, you guys used to start at midnight and go through the overnight. Correct. One would end. So, like, in, in my mind, I'm still, right. yeah. <laughs> Those are good days. Yeah, I see Ack here. I'm like, what? Those I walk are good in. Days. I see Ack, and I'm like, well, Ack, what are you doing here? All right, I go to 845. I'm like, you do? Sorry, I didn't know the clock. You should be out of here. Ack usually run out the door by 520, whatever, 522. Or I guess 620, right? Would have been the last update back no, then? No, no, no. Back then it would have been 540. 540, so okay, all right. Yeah, like 545-ish. 545, then he's done. Then there was another one that would come over for the 6 six p.m., right. 6 to midnight. Right. Yeah, okay. Right. Those are good days. Yeah. Those are good days. All right, Rosie's telling me we've got a break. We'll, get to, we'll talk to Marco throughout the course of the evening here. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.